Welcome to the BU Podcast, where lighthearted banter meets deep topics of the heart and soul. We're your hosts, Angela Lucia Lewis and Chris Sirock. Thank you for joining us. So this is exciting. Our first podcast episode. Should we tell the people what we're talking about? We'll be talking about whatever comes up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're gonna we're gonna be in the flow. Okay, so BU is your book and this concept of well, that there's a, a blueprint inside each and every one of us. And it's a unique blueprint, which is the amazing part. It's not just that we're all love at our core. We are, but there's a specific um, architecture to it, if you will, a blueprint that has you resonating with this world in a particular way. And the whole idea is to get the layers of outside voices and external conditioning and who we think we have to be or people have told us we should be to peel back those layers and find out who we're really meant to be on the inside. Yes. Love it. So you are focusing on your book and some trainings and coursework and speaking engagements and all of these things around um, the concept of being you and expanding into more of yourself. Exactly. And that is the design of life, the secret design of life, but it's only secret until you become aware of it because it's there. And that is that the infatuation with the world is the path to your inner truth. You can't feel who you really are by just kind of sitting on the couch and meditating, even though that's, uh, that helps a lot with calming the mind and, and setting a baseline so that you can engage with the world in a non-reactive way. It's not about rejecting the world, the external, but rather embracing it, really fully experiencing it because that's how our inner voice tells us this resonates, this doesn't. And if we just listen, it, it shows us the way. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing you say is getting out into the world and living and noticing how you engage with the world is what helps you to learn more about who you are. And the key word you just mentioned is noticing, right? So what is noticing? Well, noticing is how you feel and allowing that feeling to be there. Many of the things we'll be talking about in this podcast is how to really feel your feelings we're conditioned to react to our feelings as opposed to really mm -hmm. feel them. There's an onset of a feeling, but then we react to it. We react to it with judgment. We react by judging it's positive and I want, or as negative and, and I push it away. So how to really feel our feelings and then let that lead the way. Gosh, I am such a big fan of feeling the feels uh, because the way I view things, you know, I've been on my spiritual path now for quite a few years and um, it's all really been about practicing feeling into all of my emotions more and just really leaning into the whole human experience. Um, so yes, this is my jam. <laughs> I love talking about this, can talk about it all day, every day. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, my particular human design is to respond. So I can't really start talking unless somebody asks me something. <laughs> right. And my human design is to manifest. So I see a vision or trends 
and I bring them to light. And so my strength really is to ask the questions to get to, you know, the juice, the wisdom nuggets, all of the information that you hold. (laughs) (laughs) And anything that resonates, well, that's wisdom that you've just recognized in yourself that you already had. It's already there. Mm. And it's just kind of allowed it to become more apparent but it's your own truth. It's your own wisdom. Exactly. Oh, how exciting is that to just have that reaffirmation that we all have this wisdom within us. If only we take a beat, slow down and notice and listen. You know what? Life will do that anyways. Sooner or later, you start to listen to yourself because listening to others doesn't feel good. It doesn't work. You know, you make decisions and go down a path that sometimes can take years or decades to then unwind from right? because it wasn't you, it wasn't your choice. You were following other people's views. Yeah, I love that. And I just want to like underline that, underscore, highlight, emphasize that, yeah, when we feel that things aren't right, I'm not as happy as I can be or I know that I want to be or something's missing or there's a, you know, some void, that's our, that's our body right? And our mind and our heart and our soul telling us uh, that we're not in alignment and that we aren't listening to ourselves. And so um, I'm excited to explore that whole concept with you throughout this whole podcast series, how to listen to ourselves, how to listen more closely, how to take action, maybe how not to take action, how to bring a higher light to this dark and cold, lonely world. (laughs) Well, it feels like it sometimes, right? When we are disconnected from our true selves, that's what the world does feel like. It's cold, only, it's distant. It feels inevitable, right? That we have these dark and low moments. So is the end goal to not experience them? Or is the end goal to experience them and bring light to them as we experience them? Well, so that's a great question because... Awareness is light, essentially. Mm. To become aware of something is to shed the light of awareness on something that was previously unknown. It was dark. It was uh, hidden. There was a blind spot, right? So that that is essentially awareness is light. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it takes like the pressure off, right, of light having to be you know, positivity or the solution or the end state, right? No, light can really truly just be, as you said, awareness, noticing, slowing down and observing. That's exactly it. And that's really what all of mindfulness and, you know, awakening is to become aware of who you are. The degree to which you know yourself is the degree to which you are awake. Mm. Awareness is simply like you said, noticing how you're feeling, essentially. Okay. So what would you say to those who don't necessarily want to maybe slow down and observe or notice or become more aware, perhaps because it's, it's too painful or they, don't, they won't like what they observe or see? Mm. So the parts of you that are distracting you from looking at yourself more closely Those are the parts that need to heal. Those are the parts that, for one reason or another, usually, you know, some degree of trauma are saying, no, go over here. Let's go out tonight and drink and and have a quote unquote good time. 
a large part of that, there, we should have fun in life, of course, but a large part of that, especially early on in life, is it just a distraction from looking at yourself, of being with yourself? Mm. I remember going out to a restaurant for the first time by myself. Prior to that, I was always with people. And I'm sitting there at the counter and I could not believe how I was looking around and feeling shameful and what do other people think of me and this whole thing. And I was experiencing this and why am I feeling this? I was just baffled by how strong this imprint was. Right. And it it was uncomfortable. And so <laughs> were you like, um, let me distract myself and what can I do to not feel or think this way? There you go. Exactly. So this these moments of quote unquote loneliness, right? Even the idea of loneliness is just being with yourself. That's what loneliness is. But it's interpreted as a, as a negative feeling. And then we immediately... Just you can notice it in your daily life. You we reach for the phone to check messages or call somebody, or right. just, for most of these situations, the impetus to do those things is to avoid uh, a feeling of loneliness. So you're you're reacting to this feeling of I'm alone. That's the onset of that feeling, and then we immediately push it away and we distract ourselves. Right, we distract or we numb. And it's not to say that all of those activities are distractions, that they're bad and that we shouldn't do them, right? Like, but at what point do all of these things become distractions? Mm-hmm. So your body's always a reflection of your mental state and your emotional state. And the longer we avoid feeling our feelings by distracting ourselves, the more we get into a, an unhealthy place, an imbalanced place. And however that may express itself in your being, uh, it could come out as depression, it can come out as eating disorders, it can come out as overworking, it can come out as overexercising. There's so many ways, but the longer we avoid getting to know ourselves, the more it seeps into our, our behavior and, and, and we start to identify it with it and, and it becomes really entangled. So we're just prolonging more pain, really. By not being ourselves. Exactly. And the pain intensifies, right? And it, and it, it stays and it remains, it becomes more painful for longer and longer. We take all of that into our relationships, family and friends, and it starts to impact everything deeply uh, because we're, we're constantly steering to avoid, you know, the loneliness in this case, but you never stop and think and really confront it, then it's going to control us. Right. So taking this back, we want to sit with the feelings, observe and notice, feel them, learn from them, learn more about ourselves. And that's the work, really, would you say? Or what else is there? The work is to come out of reactivity to our feelings. The feeling arises and then we react to it. And that reaction is, it cuts off the feeling and then it takes us into this reactive space where things linger and and the the feeling doesn't pass. It actually gets stuck and and festers and grows bigger and and more overwhelming from there. Um, So intellectually, we can understand that. But then the actual practice of undoing that wiring, we have to rewire our brain to come out of that reactivity. That's a physical uh, process. And that can, uh, you know, take some time because you've been living your life in reactivity for a long, long time, decades to, you know, till we, we kind of 
come across this, uh, the idea, well, maybe I need to really look at my feelings, right? But if we're so, so wired to just react to them, um, then there's almost no gap, no space to really do that. It's going to take some, some, some time, some practice, a, a daily um, really mindfulness practice that helps you create a little more gap between feelings arising and then your reaction to them. And then as that gap widens, then you can uh, learn to just stay with the feeling longer and longer. There comes a point when you realize that the feeling itself is really kind of very small. It's kind of, it arises and it passes. Even difficult feelings, they arise and pass. But it's our, our re resistance to feeling them. And then on the positive side, the clinging to the, to the ones we like, that's what makes it so problematic and into such a much bigger thing than it really is. Yes, yes. I, um, I, I love the idea of creating more time and space between the stimulus or trigger and our reaction, right? Um, there's an awesome quote by Viktor Frankl that says, in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Oh. How good is that? That is so good. I just want to sit with that for a moment. <laughs> right? In that space is our power to choose our response. So we want to create more of that space in between trigger and stimulus and response. That will allow us to, um, to yeah, to react in a way or respond in a way that's truer to who we are, right? Versus somebody we don't know or somebody we don't want to be. Exactly. So a feeling or you know, a thought, even this applies to thoughts as well, arises. And we then have a choice because we're not in instant reactivity, blind reactivity even, but rather we can look at it, witness the, the feeling, thought or feeling and go, well, you know, that resonates. I'm going to embrace that one. And this other thought or feeling, it doesn't resonate. It's not going to benefit me. And so you can let that one go again. Mm-hmm. So what would you tell someone who is just getting started and wants to create more space and time between their reaction? How can they begin doing that? So the very first step is to become aware. Right? Shine, Shine the, the light. <laughs> be the light. <laughs> That's the end state. But before we can be the light, the very first step is to become aware of how dominant your mind really is. The conditioning of viewing life through the mental lens. And the easiest thing to do is to just focus on your breath. I teach a class in this where you, we sit and observe the air coming in and out of our nostrils. And within seconds, you'll notice your attention drifting off to some thought. Mm. And that happens within seconds. And then just to even discover the and become aware of, oh my goodness, I can't even keep my attention on my breath for few seconds right but, but not judging just noticing <laughs> you will judge you get frustrated why can't i do this something as basic right as you get frustrated that's a reaction and so what we're saying is don't give up <laughs> try again don't give up exactly and really start with these small triggers where you feel annoyed by something it could be even just the thought of having to do the dishes which could be annoying or take out the trash or do the laundry, something very, very basic and notice how it makes you feel. 
And where do you notice that, right? Feelings show up as sensations somewhere in your body. So when you get annoyed by, oh my gosh, I've got to, you know, I've got to respond to a bunch of emails. Notice where you feel that in your body, because you've probably just been reacting to that feeling of like, oh, I don't want to do this. And that annoyance then sits with you, even while you're responding to emails, you're, you're in this negative, in this reaction to having to do this. And that's no fun state to be in. And, and then we do that with the next thing. And we're always kind of stewing in reactivity. Mm-hmm. To come out of it is just notice where you feel it. Because that noticing interrupts the, the, the blind reactivity. Right. It's the light being shown on the darkness. Yeah. And that really is just practice. As we go through our daily lives, just notice the feelings that come up in us and how we tend to push those away and push that away and cling to this one over here and want more of that one. Just start noticing how it makes you feel in your body. Right. And then these small moments of noticing will eventually grow or compound or stack on top of one another. And the next thing you know, you're less reactive. <laughs> exactly. It. And then the less reactive you are, the less reactive the people around you get. Mm. They're not pushing off against what they're doing any longer. It changes the dynamic. Yes. Oof. I feel that. Then we start creating, right? This, this energy that one is being more true to you, right? Being less reactive is more you. And then two, just creates sort of this environment or space of less tension and less. It becomes a playground. Mm. What you're describing is instead of reacting to each situation that we find ourselves in and wanting it to be different because we mentally, because that's the place we've been living from. We had this idea of how, this meeting would go or how this event would go or how the day unfolds or where I'm going in in life and the goals that we have and all these outcomes that we're after that, um, that the mind needs outcomes because it's, it's a planning tool. So if we live exclusively through the mind, then we're just focused on the future, focused on outcomes. And then versus being present in the moment, being more you playing, enjoying, and, and making the most of, of that particular point in time. Exactly. And responding to that particular point in time. And, and that is the play. That is now you're participating in the happening. But it's also not, I don't know that it's simply responding either, right? It becomes creating. I feel like when you respond or react less, then you can actually create and be in the driver's seat and, um, and sort of steer the direction of either the energy or the conversation or whatever's happening, right? It becomes more playful and fun. Right. So not just responding, uh, a better word might be participating. Mm-hmm. Like there's a situation that's happening. You recognize your role in it. You see yourself as part of that, as, as one. It's this beautiful mix between creation at the point of inception, but also in a way it feels like you're playing out a script mm. because there's kind of the energies that get together. There's a natural unfolding to that. 
Right. And we're, we're allowing that natural unfolding. So in a way, we're also we're creating it and participating in it on one hand, but we're also witnessing and like just almost like playing out the script of how the situation is supposed to unfold. Yeah. Except there is no supposed to, right? It just all is. It'll all just kind of unfold as it will. Yes, that's the ultimate level. And that's a great place to end today's session on. What a great deep dive into matters of being you, being more aware, feeling our feelings, and being less reactive. Thank you so much, Chris, for all of your wonderful insights. Oh, thank you, Angela. You know we love talking about this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening. And be sure to give us a follow, leave a review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. See you next time.